How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave? I am really fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we uh, uh, just got off of the tail end of a conversation talking about last night's escapades. You want to recap them briefly for the entrapped, enraptured? Yeah. Uh, it's gone. So for the uninitiated who don't have me GPS tracked... <laughs> Uh, if you want to join that up, uh, uh, check out our Patreon for it. <laughs> uh, so last night I went to a show in Baltimore, uh, went with a friend. Uh, she was kind of to take me down as like a, a birthday present. And we saw the bands play and it was all good. But it was obviously a decent amount of travel. And I got back at like 2 a.m. So between like 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. I was driving. And then my brain's like, hey, good luck sleeping, fucko. <laughs> so sleep throughout the evening was kind of scattered. I definitely tossed and turned a bit. And then I woke up fully at like eight. And though I did my morning routine and then laid back down, I just kind of stared at the wall. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I've had more gas station food and some caffeine and I'll get by. But when Jake initially called me on the Zencaster link, I just kind of like stared at him like, <laughs> yeah, reluctantly click. So do you, do you, I guess when would be the cutoff for you where you could fall back to sleep? Cause I have a completely different experience where if I will it, um, I can pretty <laughs> if much I fall will asleep. It, it will be so right. But that is, that's the, probably the, uh, most, um, noble reading of literal sloth <laughs> <laughs> that could be done. I mean, if I really needed to, like if I was super tired, I could, kind of like stay in bed and keep resting. I don't know if I could okay. necessarily fall back asleep completely gotcha. unconscious because uh, the body clock is set in its own weird way. Hmm. I'd have to be like really fatigued or exhausted to do that. But like hmm. even like right now or on any given day, I could just lay down for like a little bit, rest and maybe have it turn into a nap. Right. But I just avoid that because I don't, believe in fucking up your sleep schedule <laughs> and for me it would be like a, a wrench down a very complicated system of steampunk engineering yeah no that's fair i i, I wouldn't uh say that my system is more correct i usually sleep in on saturdays at least to like 10 30 11 um and sunday maybe the same but Sunday is where it hurts a little bit more because uh, it's harder to sleep Sunday night. And I'm pretty sure that's the cause just because I'm sleeping in late on Sunday. So it's not that's, ideal. That boggles me because when do you get up for work on weekdays? I wake up at 7.50 to 8 usually um, if I'm feeling particularly tired and I don't have any early meetings, which is rare now. Um I could, my maximal is 8.20. I, ha I need exactly 40 minutes or I am less coherent in whatever call I join. Okay, and when do you normally go to bed on weeknights? Uh, it's actually probably a little bit better than it used to be, but <laughs> recently, okay, no, actually, that's not true. Recently, it's been more like 1 p.m. Um. Oh, 1 but, p.m. You you have lunch and you're like, sorry, good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Good night. No more work. Goodbye. <laughs> <a> <laughs> I do 1 a.m. often, but um, sometimes it's gone to like 1.32. If it goes to 2, I feel it a lot. Okay. And then on weekends, is it that much later? Uh, it's. I guess it's usually around the same time, although we stay up late like periodically if we're all playing a game or something like that. Okay, but not Sunday was, night though. Just just yeah, Saturday or Friday night, Saturday night. What boggles my mind though is that people could, or what you're describing, like you go throughout your week with like this is when I wake up, this is when I go to bed, this is my schedule. Uh -huh. And on the weekend, you're like, ah, I'm, I'm doing like the the hang ten on my yeah. my hands, um, and you're sipping some caffeine and some brewskis or whatever. And you, you essentially stay up way later and then you sleep in later for like two days. Yeah. And then you're and like, then, all right, body, uh, just kidding about that. Back to the old stuff. <laughs> and your body be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. It. I, I guess what I was saying is it doesn't. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Monday is oftentimes the transition day. 
and this week I've probably gotten less sleep in general, but, um, but yeah, like the transition into Saturday happens very, very easily off of Friday for some reason, like no problem sleeping in late Saturday. I think it's like it, there is a differentiation between the workday sleep schedule expectation. Cause I will like actually, um, start to wake up a bit before my alarm goes off sometimes. Right. Like I know my body knows when I need to wake up, mm-hmm. but it's completely different on the weekend. I don't wake up at like eight on the weekends. So it's hmm. just weird. Maybe, maybe we have week schedules and not day schedules. That might be it. That might be it. We'll get our top men on it. I actually have a year schedule. Yeah. Just wait until May twenty second. That's that one's a doozy. <laughs> Incredibly specific. I just sleep for the entire day. <laughs> that used to. Those were. That was like summer as a kid. I don't know if you ever like had. You didn't no. do that. Kid. I'm getting like a vigorous head shake. Um, I had like a period of time over like summer break or something like that where there was no classes where I'd literally just invert my day night schedule. Let's sleep into like 4 p.m. Um, and then just be awake all night. I mean, I definitely had some summers where it was more shifted because you didn't have responsibilities and you're like, oh, friends are around. And like the evening was yours, right? Mm-hmm. There's less adult people around. You could just hang out at a park or just. I hate those guys. <laughs> I hate adults. <laughs> Even though I very quickly became one. In theory, yeah. And I think I've mentioned this at some point to you before, possibly on the podcast, but back when we did LAN parties, mm-hmm. this is like high school stuff where like we do Xbox and right. Halo. Um, stayed up throughout like the entire evening, got back home. So like somebody gave me a ride and I was like, oh, I've been awake for 24 hours or something. Like I'm going to uh-huh. And... I meant to sleep for like four or five hours and then kind of like rally and then resume my Saturday or whatever. And then when I woke up, I had no sense of what time it was. It was dark. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, is it? No, it must have. Even like recalling the story, remember how fucking hazy it was. Yeah. I had no sense of the time. And uh-huh. I was like, hey, like what time is it? What day is it? And mom's like, oh, it's um that day. But like the whole day had gone by and I had like slept through everything. Yeah. She's like, oh, your friend even came by to like drop off your bike. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't realize events had transpired while I was, right. you know, just not existing. Just and then I went back to bed. I was like, I guess we'll just start tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> just just throw this one out. Write this one off. <laughs> we, I was still like so tired and drained. Uh-huh. So I think I like had like a brief very late dinner just like have calories in my body so I don't wake up and yep. I just bear mode went back to sleep it was a Jeez. weird time no that's tough I do find like you have to be you have to be seriously exhausted I think to like have a big sleeping block and then be able to get back to sleep I had like a minor form of that this weekend because like basically at five on Friday I like laid down I was like, all right, I'm just going to check some work stuff on my phone, make sure I'm wrapping out these conversations before, you know, everyone starts their weekend. And I just like passed out for three hours <laughs> and I stayed up to like 3 a.m. Um, we were playing Bear Trauma with the lads mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was really fun. Um, and I was like, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to go to sleep and uh, went back to sleep and didn't actually have any problems sleeping and slept through. So. I get that exhaustion is something that can overcome. Usually if you've got something like close to an actual balance, a nap can throw you off. It reduces all like the, um, the thing that makes you sleepy, uh, mel- mel- serotonin. <laughs> you say melatonin. Melatonin is a, well, melatonin is a drug that induces serotonin, but yeah. Um, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I thought so. I was second second guessing myself there. But you can wipe it out with a short nap and then it ruins your ability to sleep later, which I put myself through a long time. Yeah, I'm trying glad. not to take any depressants during the day. Uh-huh. So much. I actually bought some more melatonin today. Mm-hmm. 
because I had I had just run out, and I don't know how much it helps, but it, it tastes nice. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it's it's mixed. My parents gave me some like as a kid because realistically, the issue was I wasn't really burning myself out during the day, and I was staying up doing stuff at night, and that was the main reason my sleep schedule was garbage. It wasn't that I needed chemical balancing, but <laughs> whatever. Um. Yeah, so this is Soapstone, a podcast where we talk about uh, sleep science. Um, neither of us are doctors, but we don't need to be because this is the internet. <laughs> and even actual doctors can give garbage opinions on the internet. I mean, we're not going to be put in the trial of Congress for anything, so no. we can say whatever we want. <laughs> right. Even if we were, we probably could, <laughs> apparently, at this point. So. <laughs> Well, this yeah. that was a quip on like the recent Marjorie yeah. Taylor Green. Not like it's been recent that. that she's been like saying dumb, heinous shit. Uh huh. Yeah. What a, I don't what recall a dumb saying bitch. that. What a dumb dumb bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, could be a little, could be a little cleaner, probably. Politics. Everyone loves them, especially when it relates to video games. And in fact, I would say we should establish a faction against mainstream politics and the authority of rule. And we should take that faction to the open seas and live our best lives independently. This is like watching an unoptimized traveling salesman problem. (laughs) I'm like, where is it going? How's it It, getting there? Yada, yada, yada. Sea of Thieves. (laughs) Sea of Thieves. That's it. That was my transition. You you have the next part. I hand you the talking stick and walk away for a second. You should treat me like a pirate and give me that booty. Ah, Um, It's been been fun. Mm. We played some a while back. And by we, I mean I played it like once after everybody was uh, going very much in the paint with it. Yeah. Because it, it's not my type of game. Typically, it is very much a first-person multiplayer. You go on ship expeditions, and you do you have different types of quests or objectives you can do. Yep. But each time you start a session, it is fresh. Your cosmetics mm-hmm. persist, and that's pretty much it. So it depends on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But what I have enjoyed with it is it is very cathartic to just be on a boat with some people yeah, and like steer the boat and just chill on the waves and play your instruments. And then everything else on top of that is just icing on the cake. If yeah. you like cake and icing. Yeah. It's, I guess like to take a step back and kind of define the game. Um, pretty sure rare actually made this. If I remember or, correctly. Or published or published one of, it. One yeah. of the two. Um, and it is, Largely, I mean, like some of the controls are very evocative of like you could tell that they were PC first um, and it's got a big Xbox following, which is fine. But um, there's a whole genre of games that are pirate games, um, you know, Sid Meier's Pirates, um, Tortuga, a bunch of other stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, they're not like this one, even like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, right? Technically a pirate game. It has piracy in it, I guess. Um, but, uh, this is very much more of a, a simulation type game than like grand strategy or anything like that. In fact, <laughs> strategy probably isn't a word that would go in here at best tactics, at best tactics for uh sea of thieves. Um, and like Dave was describing, you load in, you have like a group of friends, the, the ship that you get, um, the size of the ship is determined by how many people you have. You could always have a large ship and just be one person, but nobody does that because that's actually very self-harming and not at all useful to play because the larger ships have more maintenance, right? Um, like they take more effort to uh, to maintain and adjust sails and things like that. Um, so usually you're, you're going in with a fixed crew and then you set a goal, make money, log out out at the end of the night and maybe you had a story that's the top level overview of what sea of thieves is but there's a lot to dive into i think dive into mm-hmm. also the other two jokes <laughs> the way, so i don't want to try and weave them in naturally uh-huh it's not the size of the ship it's how you use it right and mm-hmm. it's uh 
sloopy. It's more it's more of the motion of the ocean. <laughs> Which is actually as a as a random aside, I really love the wave physics in Sea of Thieves. No, they're but, really fun because if you're going to like get treasure and loot, you actually are being lifted with the elevation mm-hmm. instead of it being a static thing where it's completely flat and it's just animated. Yeah. So if you get cast overboard or something, it feels like, oh shit. Now yeah. to be fair, like you will be able to float, you will be fine. Um but it Most is very time. much more of the feel of like actual waves are coming in. Yeah. There's actually I don't know if we had it in our play sessions or maybe you experienced it in a previous one, but you can be in a storm and during storms there's massive swells like that will completely change, you know, the verticality of the ship. You got water pouring in. You have to like uh, bail more than you'd have to, or you'd usually only have to if you'd taken uh, damage below deck. Um, but if it but, crests over the top of the ship, yeah. you will get water in your ship. Yeah, or if it's raining or something like that is another factor. And it could be harder to move. It could be harder to like traverse, you know, below decks when like the ship is at some obscene angle. Um, so it's it's really fun. And you mentioned going overboard. Um there's a couple mechanics around that. I realize that could have been a segue to anything, actually, but was being um, figurative instead of literal. Um, but the game is very much going back to that like smooth uh, or slow experience. You're just there in the moment type uh, setup. Um, like a mermaid or merman will just show up in water if you get far enough away from the ship and like warp you back to the ship it's a huge concession is there an explanation for it not really but it's just so you can keep having fun yeah and it's it's nice because conversely let's say you're going at full speed from objective a to objective b johnny is drinking and falls off the ship Mm -hmm. to stop and go pick up johnny you have to finagle the entire boat and it's it's a pain in the ass, and it usually, like Jake said, will require multiple people. Mm-hmm. If you're going to drop anchor, turn around, cut the sails, and meanwhile, Johnny's trying to like swim to the ladder to get up, or you leave Johnny's ass behind, uh-huh. and then he can later just be teleported to the ship. Yep. And you can't use it to really cheat things, because you can't have anything in your hands when you get teleported so you can't like grab a chest off of another ship for instance dive into the water and then take a mermaid back to your ship um but um it is incredibly convenient in all the all all other situations because then rather than an inconvenience like ah he's overboard crap you know we all have to put all this effort in um you can laugh at him okay yeah, that was my pivot. I was going to say, you can laugh at him. You can just have keep the jolly experience going. It's not a disruption to the gameplay at all. It would only be one instrument less on the ship, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You can still play uh, Flight of the Valkyries on uh-huh. anything else. Or Happy Birthday. We were actually playing Happy Birthday during uh, the play at that time. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I was excited. Oh, I did. Okay, good. I yeah. just I do not like Happy Birthday musically as much as I like <laughs> Ride of the... Is it Flight of the Valkyries or Ride of the Valkyries? I think it's Flight of the Valkyries. I could be wrong, though. But let's find I out. I want to say Ride of the Valkyries and Flight of the Bumblebee. I think I'm just ah. getting them conflated. There's a bee somewhere. Um, so Flight of the Valkyries by Burning the Burning Witches or Burning Witches. And then Ride of the Valkyries is from Star Wars. <laughs> also Apocalypse Now, Richard Wagner. Hmm. They both work apparently. I don't know what the classic one was, and I'm not going to be able to look that up. We don't we don't deal facts here. <laughs> you know that Valkyrie jam, that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's so much you could talk about here. I guess as far as the gameplay is concerned, we should also mention that um, Sea of Thieves is uh, always online, and it is PvP. Yeah, it's it's like a big open map. So while you and your friends are doing whatever on your ship there are other people doing stuff on their own ship with their friends Mm -hmm. so when we were playing we were doing gold hoarders which is usually we'll go on a treasure hunt yeah and maybe stop a different couple islands fight some baddies but we're trying to like accumulate treasure and then drop it back off at a port sell it off yep if we accumulate too much treasure there's another faction i'm looking for the name here the reapers Yep. yep 
which their goal is specifically is to hunt down ships mm-hmm. and shoot down players and then steal their flag and like cash that in. Yep. So we try and avoid them typically, but if we collect enough accumulated wealth, we will show up on the map and they'd be like, oh, fuck that guy. Uh-huh. And they kind of beeline it to you because yep. you also have a lot of gold. So you become the target. But even when Jake and I were just playing the two of us, we stopped on an island and I thought there was like a ghost ship that went by or something off in the distance. Mm-hmm. You don't know what a player's affiliation is just by like seeing a boat in the distance. You just try and like play it cautiously. Yeah. And we we parked our ship in, a, in an inconspicuous spot and kind of like we're going around the island. And then I go back to the ship and I see like four cannonballs simultaneously hit like yeah. the exact same spot and our ship exploded. Uh, I, so we got made, fucked over by some players. I made a mactic, massive tactical error because I was like, yeah, we can park in this little like inlet between this rock and we should be fine. But they straight up got like a broadside on us. Like it was against a little sloop, so it wasn't going to hold up much anyways. But there was no chance our ship was making it out. I was going to add one clarification. You, you, you can tell the faction affiliation of a ship if you can get the spyglass on their flag because then you'll see whether it's a... Um, uh, gold hoarders or reaper or oh. uh, order of souls or whoever and well, then they were a... definitely too far away when we initially yeah. spotted the, the ship in the distance exactly mm-hmm. at least that's what i will tell you um <laughs> that's that's what i'm willing to believe <laughs> if we're on copium i'm here i'm here for it <laughs> yes 100 um have you played the other... a reaper at all what was that have you played as a reaper i actually I have not like not at all and we've actually even suggested it at times i think part of it is because even if you're playing the other factions you can pvp um when oh, we yeah, were playing still hunt yeah when we were playing later we actually saw <laughs> moment of advantage um a uh, player ship i don't know what their affiliation was it was probably like one person maybe two people um go down to um uh, I think it was a pirate ship, like an NPC pirate ship, a skeletal ship, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and when a ship goes down, all of the treasure uh, is just there open in the water. And you can see it kind of like glinting on the horizon. And so we drove by and picked up all of this guy's treasure, which included like an end of session. There's like a culmination to a quest line for like um, gold hoarders, which is like, here's a vault, right? It included a vault key. And if you have a vault key, you know exactly where to go to find the island. Then you just have to find the entrance to the vault and you can get tons of treasure. So this guy was at the end of his session. He was about to cash out with maximal rewards and he sank to an NPC ship. And then we took all of his stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we, we were not reapers, but one could, one could argue that we were engaging in some sort of, you know, there, there's soldiers of fortune and there's soldiers of opportunity. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. we, we were both in that case. it's like we were literally just watching it happen and then we're like we could probably pick that up (laughs) Uh uh-huh and then like three people like jumping off the ship to collect rewards and the ships also will have harpoons Mm -hmm. so you can harpoon a player onto your ship Mm -hmm. if they like fall off in the water and you're stopped or if there's just treasure sitting there or something else you can just yeet it to the ship so Uh, it's another convenience for like making the gameplay not stagnate yeah by oh i have to wait to do x and I, I would interject for people who haven't seen the art style this is basically a cartoony game if you're harpooning a player onto the ship you're not stabbing them in the chest and reeling them in <laughs> they just get like yeeted onto the ship <laughs> probably the best way to put it it's it's an instant transmit it's a it's a friendly scorpion get over here it is yeah it is instant though like you said you, you can just be doing whatever if you have your back to the ship and then someone hits you with a harpoon and it's like welcome here um do you know it'd be fun Hmm. i don't know if the angles or the speed of this is possible but since you can harpoon players your your friendly allies to the ship Mm -hmm. and you can also launch players from a cannon okay all right i've never tried that shoot them and catch them (laughs) (laughs) that would be really funny the cannon fire is pretty quick too though it's it's not instant so it might be possible that would be hilarious. I don't know what the point of that would be outside of like just a skill check yeah. of if it is possible. It's completely within the point 
like within the tone of Sea of Thieves, though, right? You can be tryharding, and sometimes we do. We really want to cash in our treasure. Um, oh, I was going to also mention in relation to gold, gold hoarders, one of the reasons that that guy was probably waiting to cash out is the more treasure you bring onto your ship, the higher your rank goes with you know the faction. And then everything that you have on your ship is more valuable when you turn it in. You get better rewards. So there's an incentive to wait to cash in, which increases the tension, which increases the risk, rewards to other people that might be coming it after you. It builds anticipation. It is anticipation. tantric anticipation. pirating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, But it's very much in the spirit of the game. You can also use the harpoon to like try to get some crazy... Uh, 90 degree turns off of, around a rock or something like that. We've done that in Escape before. It is... Well, I don't know if you're trying to turn a whole fucking ship. Uh-huh. Um, but like when you turn the wheel, it's not It's not like a car. It's not instant. It doesn't have four-wheel drive. You have to wait for... You're, you're basically changing the angle at which you're going to intercept the water going forward. So mm-hmm. it takes a long time for that turn to essentially take effect. And if you then trying to balance out, it's the same thing. Yep. But if you're like eaten by something, you can essentially just harpoon and it will hook you around because you're now tethered to that point. Mm-hmm. Then you can kind of launch off of that. But it's really nice for like quick turns around something. Yep. I don't think you can use it as much for, oh, I fucked up. We're about to hit a rock because then mm-hmm. what are you tethering to? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll hit it. <laughs> we'll, we'll just get this over with. <laughs> Pull me into the rack. Oh, maybe it's like a just cause two where okay. you're about to hit like a, an island but you quick grapple to it and then you're fine right that, that was joke the is most... specifically if aj's listening AJ, yeah <laughs> it's it's true though you could be parachuting in that game cancel your parachute be at terminal velocity and then grapple to the ground and be okay <laughs> you're just like yeah you know science I grapple guess. makes you safe mm-hmm. um but yeah, uh, open water. Uh, there's a couple things you can do. You mentioned we talked about some of the roles, like adjusting the sails to be into the uh, have the wind at your back. There's obviously someone at the wheel. There's also no map present all over the place. You have to have someone literally at the map table calling out a heading. So oftentimes you have a navigator and someone at the wheel. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff you could do. You could fish, which is okay. Um, you can cook food down below decks, um, which is useful because it heals more than like the fruit you can kind of just pick up from islands. Um, mm, cooked fruit, go on. Uh-huh. Well, you can. I don't think it actually makes the fruit any better, <laughs> but um, cooked meat in particular is significantly better. It usually has multiple portions to it, and it feels fills a lot of your health. I was thinking, like, it feels good. It feels feels, good to eat. I mean, yeah, I'm here. I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, But if you're... Those roles are, as I want to say Jake was implying, are more ancillary because as you're going around and exploring islands, you will find loot and, like, random drops. So, like, you can find fruit and meat or there'll be, Mm -hmm. like, on the island you can kill for meat. So it's not like you have to fish or acquire food or like maintain that as much. There's not a health uh, food bar, right? Right. And even if you die, like there is a resurrection mechanic. So Mm. if you are just playing PVE with some friends, it's not a requirement that you maintain that. Yeah. Which is nice. You actually, the respawning area is the Flying Dutchman (laughs) Um, and Davy Jones Locker. And there's just a timer. And you can actually talk to... Um, Davy Jones and then uh, after the timer elapses uh, a door will open and if you go through the door you'll respawn on the ship now if your ship is still in combat that can be like an active combat respawn where you're like right back in the thick of it if your ship has sunk it will be a new ship and it will be somewhere else (laughs) yeah it's always great when um, you're like watching the ship go down you're like I don't think I can go back. When the ladder stops working, the interactable, uh-huh. you're like, oh, it's oh, not down. an entity. Yeah. But you can it, also, I want to talk about the ship a little bit. Yeah. There's like a lot of supplies on the ship for, like there is some built-in 
there's like a food chest there's a, a wood chest mm-hmm. so if you take damage if you're like me and you run into islands you can repair <laughs> that so you're not taking in water if you do take in water you have a bucket and you can kind of eat that water off your ship cool mm-hmm. Let's say um, the ship catches fire because you hit a rock at really fast, or <laughs> you maybe took. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why you use uh, ship lubrication. <laughs> but like, let's say it starts. <laughs> <laughs> if you um, if your ship catches fire, uh, you have a bucket on your person, but the ship will have like a little water tank, so you can like pump water in, grab mm-hmm. that water, and then put out the fire instead of jumping off the ship into the ocean to gra- yep. grab water to then put the water on the boat. Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot and to cannons. And yes. cannons. Cannons are the other thing. That's an active role, right? Where we talked about some of the passive things or like the wind and all of that. But if you're in combat you probably want people on cannons. Um basically probably. anybody who's not driving goes on cannons. Yes. Yeah. But the person who's driving, I mean, outside of like sails has like the best view of, oh, I'm going to steer the ship so that, oh, they'll be on our right. So everyone will go to, sorry, starboard and <laughs> we'll lo- make sure the cannons are loaded and get ready to aim and fire. Uh-huh. We actually had a, um, when we started, uh, we were using port and starboard, starboard and um, we reached a point where like, is the immersion worth the fact that all of us are taking a moment? to realize like what side it actually is and sometimes the call out's wrong uh-huh. no probably not let's use left and right <laughs> so. port side but wait we just left the island is that left or right? <laughs> attack the port <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and uh the other factor is if the opponent is fighting you back be they an npc or a player ship um and you're taking damage with cannonballs. Uh, there's, again, part of the full simulation. If it's above deck on one of these larger ships, you might be able to wait a little bit because you're probably not going to hit a swell where water would come in through that hole. But if it's below deck, now you've got a problem. Now you're immediately leaking and you need to send someone down with wood to start patching up. You're leaking air from the ship. Uh-huh. I think that's what Archimedes established. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, I... I've really only been in a situation where like boat is, I'm going to use the term driving, is mm-hmm. driving fine or Sailing it's sinking. Work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is there um, an intermediate point between those two where if you're taking on water, you will, your ship will be more slow when sailing? I believe so. It's usually the reason I have to say I believe, even though I've put a fair amount of time in the game at this point, is because when the ship has water, that much water in it, I'm not running experiments. <laughs> I'm like bailing as fast as I possibly can where people are like frantically searching for wood and it's either a recoverable situation or it's not. Oftentimes it's not. Um, but yeah, the problems tend to compound <laughs> in Sea of Thieves if the situation's out of control. Sometimes you make it. Yeah, so, sometimes. <laughs> I also like that like you, your mask can be shot down yeah mm-hmm. and it'll literally like crack and tip over but if you you know use wood and just click and hold the animation it will actually start to go back up yeah it's like a like two-step some... process it depends on the the ship size actually i think for the small ship you can just repair it but for the large ships you have to like grab the ropes first and like pull it back into place okay and then, then get the repair um but it's cool that that exists because Obviously, if they don't have a mast, they can't really use the wind to their advantage to move anywhere. <laughs> uh huh. They can actually also like do damage to the wheel itself, I think. And then oh. you have to like replace some of the spokes with like uh, wood panels and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Um, no, it's it's really cool. I like the ship to ship combat. Um, I'm not the m- most good PvPer. And by that, I mean, I'm probably in the bottom 25%, <laughs> but uh, it's still, it's always engaging. And the skeleton ships are fun. Although it's weird to board them because it's just like, all right, I went from being on my own ship to surrounded by skeletons. How have I improved <laughs> our, our situation? Just click and hold left click. 
because skeleton right. ships don't have treasure correct uh they will drop some stuff if they um if they are sunk they have some like npc loot uh there's a couple like useful differences about the ships well uh, okay useful or not useful uh they don't patch is my understanding like they will not keep their ship from sinking um but that does mean that they're pretty much all on cannons and there's more of them than there are of you so it can be bad well i mean like is there an advantage to boarding a skeleton ship versus just sinking the ever living fuck out of it and then letting the loot spawn um well the advantage to boarding it is you can kill all the skeletons that are on the cannons you can like you can kind of cripple their offensive capabilities while the gotcha. rest of the people on your ship continue to sink it. So you can again, shoot a teammate onto the ship to kind of disrupt their operations. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and in fact, like we've done that uh, again, climbing in, I guess we kind of jumped to climbing into cannons, but you mentioned it once earlier. It's a fun, it's a fun activity. Um, it's just, it's silly and entertaining, but also like literally it's good for mobility. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of times you end up on an island and you can actually like super glide sort of too. If you do a charge sword attack off of a ledge into water, you'll propel yourself like crazy fast through the water. Um, But launching yourself with a cannon onto the island is always fun. I think do you still take fall damage for that or are you immune? I think you get like resistance to it. Um I'm not sure exactly how it works, but you don't straight up die. <laughs> I know that. Good. <laughs> yeah. That would be less useful, right? It's like, I'm, I'm going aboard. I will bury <laughs> you on the island via cannon. Right. What's been your favorite mission type so far as far as acquiring loot? Um. So it's kind of, a, maybe it's a boring answer. I do like the kind of peaceful sort of treasure hunts um that lead up into the vault missions um again we kind of shortcutted the whole process because when we got the vault key from the other guy's wreck we didn't have to complete all the missions to get to end up there um but usually you have to go like island by island there'll be some x's on a map uh for the particular island and you try to find roughly where it is dig it up and bring it back to the ship um then the final vault which we did have the uh uh, experience of playing. I think that I think the last time we played, we went through a vault, right? Yeah, because we took that guy's vault key. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we actually made it to the vault in that instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's like, "Are you crazy?" Like, of course we did. The thing that um, you said earlier. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we got his key, but I've done a lot of vaults, and I couldn't quite recall whether we actually cleared it out or not. But we did. Well, this one was special to me because it was my first time. Do you want to um, describe your first time in the vault? So, uh, <laughs> uh, basically, it's a, it's a big room of treasure. And once the vault opens, you have a set amount of time to try and get everything out of that. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a variety of chests, some loose gold, uh, maybe some other trinkets. And I think, do each of them have a puzzle you can solve for bonus loot? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I they think always it's have- just getting clues to say like, oh, it's these three shapes is the passcode for mm-hmm. the, the bonus loot. Yeah, I think the way there's like you can find three of them and there's always four options on the walls. So you have to guess the last one. Um, Okay, but can you do it any number of times the guesses? uh, I believe so, but you're not going to be able to clear out the vault if you're sitting there guessing. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have like a huge group of people, it becomes a lot more feasible. Yeah. Like when we did the vault the other night, it was everybody just like hose through getting everything out. And then we had enough time to also do the puzzle. Yeah. So we just got everything. But I've definitely done it with less people where it's like, uh. Yeah. That was probably our most successful vault clear ever. We literally picked up all of the gold off of the ground as well as all of the treasure chests and the bonus. But it's it would be tough to guess it randomly because there's 16 combinations and you have to run over and interact with a pillar to spin it to change the uh, combination on the wall. And then you run back to the center to guess again. So you're describing my playthrough of Mist. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, try literally every variation because I don't know what the fuck to do. But there's something satisfying about having like a ship completely loaded up with treasure and then ferrying it all over to a rowboat at the end of the session 
and cashing out. Um, and it's also, you know, on the opposite side, if you have all of that and you know you're approaching the end of the session, it's incredibly tense. If you see another player ship and you're like, I might be about to lose all of it. Yeah, it's. I mean, Grant, a lot of times when we played, it has gone pretty, pretty well. And we have mm-hmm. been able to cash out from our endeavors. But there, there's been a couple of times, too, where uh, you just get your shit kicked in. You're like, uh-huh. that's unfortunate. <laughs> that broadside <laughs> we were mentioning earlier against the sloop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Took us out pretty quick. We had a decent amount of treasure on the boat at that time. Mm-hmm. So it was unfortunate. And then when we respond, for whatever reason, it makes no sense. Yeah. The game put us on an island that had more treasure on it, like on the shore, yeah. next to where our new boat was spawned, than we had previously acquired through effort. Yeah. It was incredibly weird because the way the treasure was laid out, it was like. It was kind of spread, so maybe it was a random spawn, but I've never seen that. Like, it had to have been players dropping it off. Nothing else makes sense. Um, But, I don't know. I'll take it. Thank you, thank you, Miyazaki. (laughs) It it has just panned out well, I think. But yeah, I should give probably, like, a brief overview of some of the other content types. Um, I'm going to go into crazy detail, but some of the things the game has are... um, the fortresses, which I think we did for the first time together, that was a new mm-hmm. addition, um, which was pretty cool. Um, That's just like a small fortress island that you kind of siege and then loot from. Yeah, a lot of a, a lot of ghost, ghost pirates on yeah. there. Um, but there's pretty good payout for like the effort involved. It was a lot less than like a vault chain of missions. You can just go to a point of interest on the map and claim it. Um which is pretty good. There's also uh, like mermaid treasure vaults, which involves out of ship activities. And this is the one I'm like, not sure about. I know we didn't do it in our play session, but um, you can dive down really deep and go through this sequence of like caves and essentially like wave defense. Um, No pun intended there of like these aggressive mermaids. Um, and then you just get a bunch of treasure, a bunch of like aquatic themed treasure. Um, and you can bring it all up uh, onto the ship. There's kind of like a warp type system to get it all up there. But here's the problem. You either send everyone down there, in which case you're stu- committing yourself to like a 15 minute activity where your ship is completely helpless mm-hmm. above the water. Or you leave someone up there and someone is subjected to 15 minutes of not doing anything except keeping an eye out while people clear. And that's not super great. I mean, it's just as far as like gameplay. Yeah, exactly. Because if you if you lose your ship or if people come along and like sink your ship, that's there's no counterplay really to that. You guys were all deep underwater fighting mermaids so yeah like could you maybe do like shifts yeah maybe it's it's kind of a big swim up and down though so it's like it's almost like a dungeon and the way it operates down there so so i guess like the the hope is that you can park your your boat somewhere Mm -hmm. where it won't be spotted easily it it pretty much has to be open water you kind of have to park above it because otherwise it'll take forever to get out to the uh there's like a little vortex thing where the mermaids are so mermaid dungeons are shit, is what I'm. <laughs> Unless there's a mechanic I can't think of, which might be might be true. Maybe your 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 uh, ship is cloaked or something like that, but I can't imagine that's the case. Um, I've only done those a little bit. I like the ship content a little bit more. Um, there's also we mentioned the skeleton battles. There's ghost fleet battles. What was your impression of ghost the ghost fleet battle? Because we did that one as a group as well. Eh. Not mm-hmm. great. Like it was fine. We just kind of like repeated shooting at ships for uh-huh. like what I described earlier. Somebody would drive. The other people would be on cannons and switch sides depending on where the next upcoming boat would be. Mm-hmm. And you just shoot at it. And if you hit enough times, it goes down. Yeah. The, the ships would also be shooting at us. So we'd have to occasionally stop and repair with wood, mm-hmm. uh, patch any holes. But it, 
it didn't feel like the most engaging combat versus if it was a player ship mm-hmm. and it would be a little more active where like maybe they would try and jump on our boat and fuck us up or use an explosive barrel or use mm-hmm. some type of tactic in the moment versus ghost being like you got me right i'm like okay <laughs> i think the ghost ships you can hit them anywhere three times and they like dissipate essentially and it feels a lot cheaper than the simulation of like taking on water and patching and all this stuff even the um the skeleton ships i think had more feedback than that and skeleton ships they have like a really good show up animation if they do jump you um they'll literally just like come up from beneath the water uh, like next to your ship which is really cool Mm -hmm. like i love that it's so cool um but yeah, I had I had the same impression of ghostly. I probably won't be doing that one much more. But there are, are also some sea creatures, I know. Yes. I think in a previous session, like we did encounter a megalodon, which is mm-hmm. code for big ass shark. Yep. Uh, and you just kind of have to wait for it to surface and then try and deal with it and then patch like a motherfucker when it disappears again. Uh-huh. Yeah, it likes to ram the ship. Um causing a bunch of damage has great meat though if you cook that stuff it takes a while but it's a freaking choice soft kiss you have (laughs) you have health regeneration for the rest of the session (laughs) your loved ones will no longer die uh that's an interesting fight but you can kind of like run away from them if you don't want to fight it um you might get some other treasure from it as well but it won't go too close to islands i don't think any of the creatures will the other one is, um, I think, the more notable of the two. It's near like the borders of the map. Um, is the Kraken, which we're supposed to unleash, I think. Um, I think that that's another political reference, actually. I've, I've definitely uncorked some Kraken. Is that the same? Mm-hmm. It's very similar. Very similar. Okay. Um, but just a really big octopus-like creature. Um, it will grab people off of the ship and swing them around and others have to like hit the tentacles holding people or else they'll be like, um, I think they're like bitten or something for a bunch of damage. I can't remember exactly what the outcome is, but I know that you're pretty well helpless while they're up there. Kind of just like swinging the sword, right? (laughs) Um, It'll do pretty consistent damage to the ship and in general is a very big threat. You can you can look up a video on YouTube or play the game and experience it yourself, but um, it's very imposing. Yeah, it sounds kind of cool. We definitely have not encountered that when I've been playing yet. Yeah, and I'm glad because I, I don't want that much of a, <laughs> a sea challenge. Yeah. It's good at like tailoring the experience. You can kind of like pick how risky you want to be. Um, and how chill you want to be and whether you just want to ruin other people's days um, in the PvP. It's very much choose your own adventure in that regard. You could just brighten somebody's day and like basically chase a ship and they're like mm-hmm. doing evasive maneuvers and you get close and then you shoot some fireworks at them uh-huh. and then play some music as you drive by. <laughs> yeah. We've had I, some, I keep uh... saying drive instead of sail <laughs> and, I, and I know, but... <laughs> It's There's fine. no such thing as a sail by. It's a drive by, right? Yeah, it's true. Um, I know it didn't happen in our play sessions this week, but um, we have had experiences with friendlies. And there's like a chat wheel, so you can call out like friendly, um, where people are just you know playing instruments, um, helping each other, you know, dig up treasure, stuff like that. And we've had some really, really friendly people we also encountered. It's just, it's very much like you run across someone in the zombie apocalypse. Should we trust them or no? Are they just going to like shoot us and take all of our stuff? Um, those are fun games though. They, they, they lend themselves to good interactions like rust or anything else in that space. Yeah. Where we have explicitly used deception to our advantage to fuck people over. Which is why I'm wary of other players. Like, right. What would I do in this situation? I'd do a long con. I'd do a long con. It's the uh, the the guy standing behind himself with the gun. And trust <laughs> no one. Yeah. But yeah, we were talking about this the other day. It seems to be that Sea of Thieves is very much a unique experience as far as mm-hmm. 
I couldn't think of another game where it is kind of choose your own adventure when you hop on. Yeah. You're like, oh, do you want to go murder people? Do you want to just sail and explore and get some loot passively? Or do you want to just role play as a pirate, make somebody's day, ruin somebody's day? Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot more of the other games I could think of or have experience with are very much, this is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like with Elden Ring, we, have, we had to make a mention. You can choose <laughs> how you want to approach the game, but like the game is still, you're doing combat to progress through the game. Right. Mm-hmm. You could just trade and see if these, if you wanted to. I think it's the most boring pastime. It's literally like, you have to water plants or these are silks and they cannot be watered <laughs> or they will become waterlogged silks and no longer acceptable. But we, we call them soggy silks. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's it's really up to you when you play it. And we did touch on the um, the currency system a little bit and how like every time you start, it's it's fresh. It's not quite that at some point there was a patch. So you can spend gold, low amounts of gold, to buy cannonballs, wood, and I think the most basic kind of food. Now, no one had any trouble acquiring these at the start of a mission anyways. They start you um, with some. Mm-hmm. You can literally take a box around and like fill it up with all of the random spawns from barrels on an island. And you've accomplished the same thing. But it was literally just a convenience ad. Other than that, everything is cosmetic. Your, all of the gold that you're getting is for buying cosmetics for your weapons uh, like the blunderbuss or the like musket looking sniper thing um, or your captain's clothes or the flags or the ship itself but it's all cosmetic yeah it's it really doesn't matter like I chose to be an old lady for my design so With a beard Yes, a bearded old lady. <laughs> so it's just what color I want my Peggy leggy to be. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I think recently I got a purple pistol, mm-hmm. flintlock. I'm like, oh, this reminds me of a covenant weapon. And that's it. That's the those two seconds of enjoyment I got from it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. Because like in the moment, you're not like seeing a lot of your character design. It's more so something that you'd have benefit of like playing with friends. Like, oh, your thing looks cool. You're like, yeah, it does. Thank you. Uh huh. Yeah. I I barely ever spend the money now. Honestly, it's it's fun in the experience. It's fun getting the treasure. There's a bunch of stuff I still could buy, but I'm very often not the one spending obsession. So I don't care about ship cosmetics or anything like that. I'm just there to have fun with friends, and that is weird sometimes in modern games. Like, it feels like you have to be getting some sort of meta progression. And while that kind of exists, you're ranking up the covenants or whatever. I think you can become a legend and get access to, like, a secret area if you max them all out. Like, none of that matters, really, beyond, like, the personal accomplishment. It's not numbers getting higher. Um, yeah, so it's, if, not, it's not payday, too. Mm-hmm. It's more of, There's oh, no this tree. funny thing happened when we played last night. Exactly. It's entirely about the experiences. It's a story maker. That's a good way to put it. Um, And I wish there was more games like it. It's actually really cool for it. Like, if you don't want to play it, you don't feel like you need to to accomplish whatever your dailies were. There's no reason to play it if you don't want to, because the only thing you're really getting out of it is the enjoyment in the first place. And not a lot of games do that anymore. Yeah, if it had dailies, it would it would kill it for me because uh-huh. I would see a thing. It's like you got to go play your instrument. You have to play Happy Birthday five times. I'd log in, do it, be like this. Fucking hate this game, and I'd log out. Yeah, I'd be see like, I've, I've done my thing. Yeah, see of things, perfect. <laughs> but then, because it's weird to have an experience like that. You're playing with friends, you're like, hold on, I have to play Happy Birthday five times. Mm-hmm. It feels weird to like force that into just what is very much an open-ended experience. Right. Hey, yeah. do you want to go on a walk to the park today? Yeah, it sounds nice. All right, you better make sure you pet five dogs. <laughs> I've only seen three. Uh-huh. It's like, it's dumb. Yeah. Although, I think if you set yourself the requirement to pet five dogs, 
if you go to the park and you accomplish that, that probably is worth it in real life. That might be a good goal to set and attain. What if it's one dog five times? That's also pretty good. It's probably a pretty pretty good pupper. It has to be five separate instances, though. You can't just pet them five times. You have to you just come across that petting. dog again. <laughs> I'm just imagining you're like jogging through the park while someone's like playing with their puppy, and you're like, "Oh, you like stop by, pet the dog." You're like, and then then wave, resume jogging, jog like past a tree into like a bush line or something. Like one minute later, come back on the opposite side <laughs> and walk over and pet the dog. You just keep switching t-shirts out of your bag. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's just like the most basic Hanes tea of white. Oh, uh-huh. this one's blue. This one's green. This one's red. It would be really good. I like this hypothetical. Have you seen any of my other uh, my other twin siblings? <laughs> they also we love all, dogs. We all come jogging here on Saturday. <laughs> We don't jog together, though. It's uh, it's something we're working on. <laughs> yeah, right. Not since the incident. And then you just go like <laughs> thousand yard stare. <laughs> Looking at your other sibling in the distance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also you can have a dog in this game. But I believe that is paid. Yep. Actual money. Yes. This is if you want to continue to contribute to their, their own personal war chest. You can buy a pupper. Um, I know Ian has Oreo. And you can pick up and pet the dog mm-hmm. simultaneously. It is emergent gameplay. <laughs> it is the future. <laughs> it is just uh, nice to have like a shit puppy. Oh yeah, you get a mascot. Um, I think they'll they'll bark if you're playing music too. Um, they'll there's a bunch of animations and interactions. I'm also legally obligated to say you can shoot them out of the cannon. <laughs> um, They'll respawn on the ship. They just reappear. <laughs> so. oh, okay. I wasn't sure if they could attack at all. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's no actual mechanical advantage. You're just, you're just better than the other team. Yeah. Or you show you kind of hold up your dog. If uh-huh. somebody's going by, it's like, don't attack me. I have a dog. And they'd be like, friendly, friendly. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's so you inflict mo- emotional damage on the opponent. If they kill you and then they see that your dog is right there, and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> be filled with regret uh-huh that's the pvp aspect you know so uh but sea thieves is a great game um and i respect when games go out of their way to do something different and this is very much doing something different i i basically guarantee you at the boardroom multiple times someone was like i bet we could make more money if we allow people to buy better guns for their ships or you take a, a spaz 12 <laughs> into combat <laughs> you're like maybe maybe the thanatos or um the 50 cal anti-material rifle it would would sell pretty well in our <laughs> uh, caribbean uh simulation but they shot it all down um i don't know how they did it but the game is as it is and for anybody who's still listening and wondering, yes, it's better than Raft. Raft <laughs> is a shit game with <laughs> no options and other issues. Uh, whereas every time I have played this, it might not be like my favorite type of game, but mm-hmm. it's always a fun experience with friends. Yeah. Just a random uh, piece of podcast trivia. Actually, in a preparation or extensive preparation that we do for every episode, Dave tries to slide in. It's better than Raft because X. And this is the one we were like, okay, it is actually better than Raft. We'll let that one go in. Yeah, there's some debate around the Elden Ring thing where it's like, <laughs> Jake, I just want to say, and you're like, but I don't know if we can really compare the zoo. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's good. Given Raft's deep lore. Mm-hmm deep that's the reference see we're still on uh we're still on double meanings here um if you have examples perhaps though of games that are better than raft we could uh stop actually and dave has one more thought what was your thought dave i was gonna say if you want to join us on the pirate bay so to speak and speak to us peer-to-peer you can do so at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or join the discussion on facebook at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast couldn't have said it better myself have a good night have a good night